Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money, and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. In 2016, Adam Lucero was stabbed in the throat, chest and arm while watching a movie in a movie theatre. He woke up seven days later from an induced coma and could no longer walk, talk or function as he used to. At that point, he had only two choices, to give up and quit on his life or fight for his potential. He chose that second path. Now, he empowers others to become the most powerful versions of themselves. Adam is an inspiration who reminds us that we only get one chance at life. Be true to yourself and make the most of every moment. Welcome, Adam, to The Ethical Evolution. I'm glad to be here. Now, uh, for those who uh, don't know who you are and what you do, can you go ahead and tell us? Yeah, so pretty much I'm a performance coach for entrepreneurs and really just anyone that's driven wants to get to that next level. And... My story is pretty much what inspired me and set me on this path. It's why I'm so passionate about helping people like you. And it all started out of a necessity for survival. You see, I got stabbed in the throat while at a movie theater, something you would never expect. I mean, seriously, imagine one second, you're just watching a movie, like you're glued to the screen, right? And the next thing you know, you just feel a hard hit to your throat because that's exactly what happened to me. And I thought someone hit me extremely hard. Like that was my initial reaction. And so then I stood up and I was like, dude, what the hell? And then I felt another punch to my arm and chest. So at this point, I turn around and I push them. And as I push them, I feel a cut on my wrist and ear. And instantly I realized I got stabbed. Like those weren't punches. And so the lights turned on. He ran off and started running out of the theater 
And I'm sitting there, this guy, the blade went halfway through my throat. And it's one of those chef knives, the ones that gets bigger, closer to the handle. So it went halfway through my throat. You could probably see it right there. It went deep in my arm and then punctured my lung. So I take off my shirt and I wrap it around my neck and I'm holding the blood in. And then these two older women come running up. They're like, what should we do? And so I tell them, just put pressure on my neck, like hold the blood in. So they start doing that. Then I hear someone say, should we call 911? And I swear to God, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, you should call them. Like, if you don't call them now, then when would you? (laughs) So the paramedics come and they start asking me all these questions like, what year is it? What's your name? And I get it. They're trying to make sure I'm conscious, aware Mm -hmm. of what's going on and probably want me to keep my attention with them. And I just was full of rage at this moment, though, because I was like, can you just save me? Like, seriously, like, I just want to be saved. I don't want to answer this 21 questions right now. You can get to know me later. (laughs) And then so they're like, all right, let's put him up on the stretcher. And so they grab me and put me on there. And I feel all my wounds worse than the initial stabbing because now I don't have the adrenaline in me. Mm. And so then they start bringing me down to the ambulance. And with every step, it felt like I got stabbed in all those places, like, three times essentially. And it was just the most excruciating pain. Like I remember literally looking at the ceiling and just trying not to scream my guts out. Like internally, I'm just screaming at the top of my lungs and they get me into the ambulance and I'm start to relax. I'm like, okay, the paramedics got me. I can start to relax. Like they know what they're doing. And as soon as I get that thought, I feel a cold rush through my entire body. And then it dawned on me. I was like, I could die. Like I lost a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. And I see them come over with an oxygen mask. I remember thinking, don't fall asleep. You're not supposed to fall asleep in this situation. They put it over my face and I knock out within minutes. And I wake up seven days later from an induced coma, living off tubes. You unplugged them, you unplugged my life. And I was just as weak and broken as literally you could possibly be. So... I lost every ounce of muscle I had put on from years of weightlifting. I'm six foot, was weighing 130 pounds, muscle decayed, had zero fat, just literally eating my body away. My legs forgot how to work. On top of it, I just couldn't think clearly. Like you could have offered me like $10,000 if you're Adam, what's 11 times 11? I wouldn't be able to tell you. Like it was just crazy. My my cognitive function felt comparable to like a four-year-old's. Mm-hmm. And it was really at this point where I was like, I had two options. I could give up on my potential, you know, be a victim and say, this is the worst thing. Of course it happened to me and just, you know, give up on my potential and I have every right to do so. But I realized that wasn't helping me. So I chose a second path and I just told myself, I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get myself back on track. Like, I don't care what happened to me. It is what it is. What am I going to do about it moving forward? So then I started studying evolution, biology, psychology, Essentially, how can you boost your energy levels? How can you think more clearly? How can you gain muscle quicker? And just learning how to optimize human performance. And fast forward a couple of years, and here I am. I'm now running a business, helping entrepreneurs do the same thing. And so in a nutshell, that's what I do. And this is how it all started. Adam, there's so much in there. Now, this (laughs) this happened nearly seven years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Coming up. 2016. Um, Mm -hmm. Can I ask how old you were when this occurred? 21. 21. So, Mm -hmm. and and you have no idea why this person did this to you. 
So at the time I did not, but now we've uncovered that. And essentially he was schizophrenic. So he right. was in his own world delusional, essentially. And you just got in the way. Yeah. Well, before the movie started, he actually turned around. There was those two older women that came to help me. They said they were in the back row of chairs and before the movie started, he just turned around and stared at them dead straight, mugged them like cold face mm. and just stared at them for like 45 seconds to a minute. So they left. And so he probably saw me right in front of him. was like, oh, this is the person. Wow. Wow. Um, and, you know, I, I watched your motivational video, uh, which can I say was very, very impressive. Uh, made me oh, want to get off my ass and go and do something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, you know, when I watched that, there were so many things that went through my mind. There's so many lessons that, you know, from this incident um, mm-hmm. has, one, been life-changing for you but can also be life-changing for others. Um, do you ever wonder if that hadn't happened, would you be doing what you're doing now? I think I still would be. And so I say that because in order for me to discover what my passion was, I started looking back in my life and like one of those times I felt most excited that I lit up like a Christmas tree. And it just so happened to be that when I was helping people achieve more life, whatever, for whatever reason, whether it was helping them with, with their health and feeling better and having more energy, whether it was helping them get the physique they wanted, whether it was helping them change how they view the world so that they have the confidence to start a business or grow to the next level or whatever it is. Like I just always got excited to do that. Like I could talk to a friend for like 90 minutes and by the end of it, I'm more energized than I was in the beginning. Mm. And again, it's just, I don't know. I've always been pretty drawn towards helping people. And it just so happened to be my skills now are revolved around the same thing that kind of helped me get to this point to rebuild myself up from the ground up. So it kind of really just fueled you and propelled you a little bit faster than you yes, probably would exactly. have. <laughs> That's a very good way to put it for yeah. sure. Um, and, you know, so so during that time in recovery, I mean, obviously um, you would have had a lot of physical therapy and, and just trying mm-hmm. to get back to, you know, normal. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, in that time, you, you say in your video that, um, you know, you felt really low, um, you didn't know mm-hmm. what you were going to do. And it's very easy when everything seems to have gone wrong to just give up, yeah. you know, and to not want to continue. Um, during that time, what was it that made you, you know, mm-hmm. turn things around and actually try and rise above it, regardless of what your injuries were and what recovery you had ahead of you? Yeah. So, a few things. Part of me, I accepted it, but then like I accepted it initially, but then what happened was over the time of like me continuing being week after day after day, week by week, I just kind of had this like anger inside of me almost. And what really broke me was when I discovered my legs didn't work because what happened was they were like, okay, do you want to get up and try using the bathroom? And I was like, let's do this. Like I, I definitely want to try and make progress. Like, let's do it. So we get to the edge of the bed and my legs didn't work. And I remember just being so upset. Like I used to be Mm. a division one track athlete, a cross country runner. Now my legs don't work. And so that was when I told myself, I was like, in one year, I'm going to be faster. I'm going to be stronger and I'm going to be happier than I ever was. Cause like before I got stabbed, like I was in such a high on life. Like I was like, just so ecstatic with every area of life. So that was my goal. I was like, all right. And then within one year, I ran a 459 mile. I was picking up close to as much weight in the gym as before. And I was just in a great place, made a ton of recovery in there. 
again, it was a mindset shift. So when I hit that point and I told myself on one year, like I am going to do this. And I just had to believe that it was possible. And I was like, if I can hit this goal, then I, I can achieve everything else I want in my life. That's almost the mindset I had. And then it was at that point that I was like, okay, I have to accept what happened because me cursing at the world saying, I can't do X, Y, and Z. It isn't serving me towards a better life. It's not enabling me to overcome the issue at hand. And so I just had to realize, I was like, this old way of thinking where I'm a victim, this happened to me, I can't achieve anything anymore. It's not serving me. And so by accepting what happened, it enabled me to focus solely on, okay, that happened, but what's next? And so literally after that point, I was like, okay, I need to do physical therapy. I need to do speech therapy. I need to go to EMT because I've metal plates in my jaw and I need to see if those are healing proper or whatever needs to be done with it. Nonetheless, I had so many different things to do, but with this full acceptance enabled, it granted me power to just pursue this path alone without having this negative self-talk, this doubt or whatever. I was like, I don't care about any of this. All I'm doing is whatever it takes. So day by day, week by week, month by month, started to get stronger and back to my normal self. And it can be so easy um, for people to fall into that victim mentality and oh, to to even this many years later to still hang on to that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For you, do you forgive the guy who did this to you? Yeah. And so I actually talk about this quite often, but like. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I wish him the best life ever. And so the reason why I didn't always have this belief and feel this way, but what changed it for me was he was insane. So he couldn't go to court. So he worked with a psychiatrist or whatever the court appointed him with to regain consciousness. But when he did then, and he found out what he actually did during that time, he killed me or killed another guy and almost killed me. And so when he found out he did that, he pled guilty because he felt so much remorse. Wow. And so it just goes to show like he was battling his own demons, you know, like, heck, if I was schizophrenic, what's to say that I wouldn't do that? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you're literally out of your mind crazy. And so the fact that he regained consciousness and he pled guilty just shows like where he, his heart is, you know? Mm. And so I have no hard feelings. Like I've even debated like sending him a note or like flying up there. I don't just cause it's not worth the time or energy in my, <laughs> in my mind, but I, I've, I played with the idea cause I want him to live a good rest of his life. And I know that's going to be tough because like, at least I'm fine, but the other person is dead. So, mm. yeah, and that is that is such a, a great way great way to approach it. But you know, just just as you were explaining that, I was just thinking there's so many facets of mental health <clears throat> in this incident. Um, you know, you know, mm-hmm. the by the perpetrator, and also for you through your recovery. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I think by being able to acknowledge and forgive, and to also have a focus um, mm-hmm. on what you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. to get through it that yeah. and, and laser focus because when you talk about it, I just see you light up. Um, mm-hmm. So having that focus and, and that consistent action every mm-hmm. single day and showing mm-hmm. up and not giving up, mm-hmm. that's where the results lie. 
A hundred percent. And to that point, it's like you go to where your attention is. So if like you're always focused on what's going wrong, you're not going to be making progress on overcoming that. If you're focused on what you need to do, that's where you're going to go. Naturally, you go to where your attention is. Your energy goes there always. And so now you you help others. Um, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, for those people who can't see you, um, you're you're a pretty fit dude. Um, mm-hmm. So um, you help people um, get their fitness and their and their mindset right. Yeah, so I've kind of I've been coaching for about six years, so I've I pretty much done it all. So if, if you want your physique, I can help you with that. But that stuff's not as I'm not as passionate about it. To me, it's like yeah, if you want to get a six pack, low body fat percent cool. We can get you a physique you feel comfortable in. But at the end of the day, I like helping people on a much more deeper level. More so, I like helping them become what I call almost like superhuman to the point where they don't fall victim to their circumstances. They're so confident and certain in their ability to achieve whatever they set their mind to that they actually start a business or they go get crazy promotions or whatever it is. And I love that because I see the change internally. They go from someone they're like, Look, I used to always know I could do so much better, but never could quite get there. I can't get out of my own way. I have mental barriers, internal blocks, whatever it is. And helping them like get out of all that nonsense is just so rewarding because they literally tell me, like, I changed their lives. And they tell me, like, I feel like I have a superpower now. Like, if I tell myself I'm going to do something, I do it. And there's no internal battles. I just know it's I'm a man of execution. And they just start crushing all areas of life. Like that's a byproduct as they start getting the physique they want because they're doing everything they mm. need to do. Essentially, they're be they're operating on such a more powerful place. So the examples I use is like, look at like seven figure, eight figure, nine figure entrepreneurs like Tony Robbins. You know, do you think on days when he's going to be a speaker, if he feels bad, do you think he's going to cancel the event or does he show up regardless of his emotions? So he shows up. And so it's, again, getting people to operate at this place where they're operating from commitment, responsibility, not being a victim. It's just so much growth. And that's what I'm passionate about. Mm, and again, you just lit up as you were talking about that. Um, <laughs> but um, th- and I love talking about this area um, a lot as well, because I'm also a coach. And the mm-hmm. thing um that I'm finding when I talk to to fitness people, and I do that in air quotes because, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's fit, fitness coaches out there, and then there's coaches. Mm-hmm. And what um, I love to see is fitness coaches who actually produce results not in the gym, but mm-hmm. in the mind, because yeah, the change begins within us. That sounds familiar, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it actually changes with our mind. You uh-huh. can't get that physical transformation if you can't get your mindset right. Mind right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how much work you do in the gym. I mean, ultimately it contributes, but mm-hmm. if you can't get your mind right, it doesn't matter how much time you spend in that gym, right? Yeah, exactly. Like your life's a direct reflection of you and how powerful you are, how much personal power you have. It's like this is why you see that there's winners or what some people say are winners and losers. It's like the winners are just – it's their habits. It's their perspective in life. It's how they think. That's what produces winning results. Look at Elon Musk. The guy can create $100 billion businesses on repeat. Mm. Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink. It's because of the way he operates. And so once you get yourself right, dialed in with your mindset, your habits, your performance, you just crush all areas of life. That's really what it is. And yeah, there's a theme here as well when I speak to coaches recently and entrepreneurs is that it's all about habits, you know, like if mm-hmm. we look at people like Elon Musk, Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. you know, all the big people, they have 
habits. We all have habits. Mm -hmm. It's just the choices that we make in those habits um, Mm -hmm. that actually give us different results. Mm-hmm. So um, I was actually speaking to someone from um, who previously worked for the Franklin Covey Institute, um, which you may be familiar with. Um, Stephen Covey wrote The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm. Um, and it's all about our daily habits. So um, I want to ask you, what are your top five daily habits that give you results? There's only one habit you need, mm. only one. And so I say this because... Let me put it this way. First, let's rewind and talk about why habits are so important. So to put it in perspective, it's like you likely brush your teeth every single night, regardless of how tired, lazy, and motivated you are, because you're in the habit of it to the point where it's easy, it's effortless, it's second nature. And so I always say, it's like, what if you were in the habit of sticking to your word? Well, like, what would your body look like right now if you kept your word to work out from three years ago? How far along in your career or your business would you be if you kept your word to be more productive every single day? And so literally the one habit that we drive home with all our students is stick to your word. And so it's the second part of this is because if you stick to your word, you can produce any change you want. If you tell yourself you're not going to drink for two months, you don't do it. Like we literally had a client like that, uh, Ben, who used to drink more than he wanted. He's like, now that he formed this habit, he says it's a superpower. He's, he doesn't drink for two months if he says he's not going to. He goes to the gym every single day if he says he's going to. If he says he's going to work six hours in his business because he needs to hammer out some of the hard work, he does it. And so I always say, if you form this one habit, you can create any change you want in your life. You can then form any habit easy and effortless. So I almost say it's like a foundational habit because if you get this, you can get to any habit you want. Exactly. And, you know, one of the one of the most excellent people I know at creating habits and keeping them and helping mm-hmm. you change ones that you don't want to keep is Tony mm-hmm. Robbins. Uh, mm-hmm. And his is all about going from um, pain to pleasure. So mm-hmm. it's your association with something. So is it, you know, like you were talking about uh, drinking too much, um, mm-hmm. associating pain with that so that you don't mm-hmm. want to go near that stuff ever again. And associating pleasure with not doing it and the results that you'll get on the other side of it. So if you can change those neural pathways between mm-hmm. pleasure, pleasure and pain, you've got a whole different outcome. And it's the same mm-hmm. with any habit, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's everyone has different ways you can go about it. Another way is, again, you want to set smaller habit bars. You see, what happens is everyone gets really motivated in the moment and they're like, I'm going to change my life. And they mm. give themselves these gigantic things. <laughs> like I'm going to work out every day for the next year, 365 days in a row. And they crush it for a few days, but then one day they feel tired, laser unmotivated. So that hour workout, it seems like an enormous battle in their mind. So they say, Oh, I've been doing a fantastic job. I deserve one day off. But then we all know where that leads to it. You're back in your old yep. patterns and ruts. You feel terrible about yourself. And so To combat this, you want to start with smaller changes. Don't say you're going to read for 45 minutes. Instead, say you'll read for one minute a day because how habits work is all through repetition. So if you pick up that book for one minute a day or better yet, four or five times for one minute a day, then you're going to form that habit to the point where you start reading effortlessly. You just naturally pick up the book and find no mental battle, no internal battles, no resistance. You just pick up the book and read. And the beauty in this is most of the time when you pick up that book, you end up reading for more than a minute because you get into it. But it's almost like, it's like homework back in the day. I remember I used to always hate homework as a huge mental battle to, to start. But as soon as I started, it was never that bad. Mm. So habits are the same way. And so by giving yourself smaller changes to strive for, 
first of all, you're forming the habit of keeping your promises to yourself. So that's really strong. But two, you get the results. You actually do it because it's easy to power through on those moments of weakness. So when you talk about keeping your word, mm-hmm. how do you manage accountability? Mm-hmm. So ultimately, we try to get people to a point where they don't need someone else to hold them accountable. And how that happens is more through a perspective change oftentimes. But we always say, if we do accountability, then what I do with my clients, if they actually do need that, every day they'll send me a picture of like their task and then they see how many they accomplished. They have like a little habit tracker. And then not only that, but we also set up incentives and disincentives so that if they break their promise, they have to do something they don't want to do. So we find that donating money is probably the strongest (laughs) motivator. And so it's like, yeah, imagine if every time you skip the gym, you had to pay a thousand dollars. Wow. It's like, let me tell you, you're going to be hitting that gym a freaking ton. And so having reward structures like that or just in place really helps. And so when you have all these secure systems in the back end, changing habits can be a lot easier than people make it be. Mm. Or, yeah, exactly. And I agree. I um, I was part of a group uh, that was uh, about metabolic balance. And um, mm-hmm. so we would post uh, photos of our food that we had for the day. So like the mm-hmm. recipes that we came up with and all these kind of things. And I, I used to be well known for all my recipes. And then I would then inspire others to then go and do the same. So mm-hmm. by doing that, you can also sort of pass the baton for motivation um, mm-hmm. to see that, well, if they can do it, I can do it too. I can do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just by sharing your success as well and your little successes, so it's just, again, those little bits day by day, sharing mm-hmm. that, people are going to go, huh, yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I should uh, do that too and see what happens. Yeah, totally, 100%. Yeah. Oh, there, I could actually talk about, you know, habits all day. Um, <laughs> I know, they're so vital. Um, you know, and it's it's one of those things that um, it really forms our our basis of results. Um, mm-hmm. Can you give us some examples of some of the results that your clients have seen? Yeah, so there's two in particular that just come to mind because there's like they just got the craziest transformation very quickly, and oh, everything in their life has changed. So Tim, for example, he used to feel like he was on a roller coaster of productivity. He have a few days, few weeks of just crushing it, doing everything he'd tell himself he'd do in his business, be working out, making all the changes that he wants. But then something would trigger him. He'd go on a down slope. He's like, this would just happen for years. He's like, it was just the same thing on repeat nonstop in my life. And he was like, he's like, I know I can do so much better, but I just can't seem to get that next level. I feel like I'm my own worst enemy. And so it was crazy because literally like, it's almost not hard. I almost don't even want to say it because people will not believe me when I tell them this. I know Mm. they will not believe me, but literally within days, he ended that vicious cycle that's kept him stuck for so long. He was literally, and at this point, if I remember the entire first week, all he was doing was sending me text messages like, I'm a new person. I'm just executing. I used to be full of ideas. Now my ideas with execution, like I am a new man. And then come to find out he got a promotion at his job and is now making 50K per month at a job, not even owning his own business. And so and he, the craziest part is the confidence too, because I say the change is internal and he was, like the confidence and conviction he has in himself and his ability to succeed is relentless. He thinks, he says, 
if I had to quit my job, I know I could start a seven figure business like that. Like it's not a matter of doubt. It's a matter of when. And so just seeing this change in their internal state, their confidence and what they achieve is lights me up like a Christmas tree. And so Tim's one of our great students. I like his just because like the flip can happen in, in an instant. It really can. And then another one that comes to mind is Ben. He used to struggle again with motivation, consistently keeping his promises to himself. He wasn't in a state where he was very productive in his business due to too many thoughts, not having enough energy, not having the right focus. And so lots of things just holding his business back. But within about two or three weeks of working with us, again, it's like the same thing happened. He started feeling more motivated to do the hard work, setting up SOPs and stuff in his business, stuff that he put off for months because it just was so mentally challenging but he started hammering it out like clockwork. And the result, within nine months of working with us, his business valuation shot up by 450000 and he added 200 k additional profits. And so that's just a matter of like literally nine months. He says like the trajectory this set him on is going to be worth millions of dollars by the time he sells his business. So That's incredible. And, and you know, for the people who can't see me, Adam, my eyeballs nearly bulged out of my head when you <laughs> you said those figures that's that's incredible uh, you better mm-hmm. sign me up um yeah. <laughs> that's you know and it, uh, what it made me think about was our self-talk our self-talk mm-hmm. is the nastiest bitch can I just say oh, it's terrible like we you can be into it nah, we can be our biggest motivator or our biggest um Worst enemy. come down you know like mm-hmm. we can convince ourselves to do anything like our mind is so goddamn powerful and that's one of the things that came through in your video was that, you know, you might bitch that you got a sore back or you got a sore arm or this or whatever but get off your ass and make change um, mm-hmm. because you're not going to see a result if you just sit there and keep complaining about it. And here yeah. you were, you were in an induced coma and look at you now. Like mm-hmm. does that give you a really different perspective on life, on the value of it? Yeah. And so I'd say a few big shifts were, first of all, just really realizing that your life can end in any day. You, you might think you have your 10 year plan. Life could end that for you tomorrow. Mm. And so it makes you start to appreciate the day to day more. You see, before I used to be so fixated on success. Like when I was younger, I was like, I'm going to be successful, whatever it takes. I'm going to cut out friends out of my life if if they don't serve me towards getting to that point. Like I was relentless with this success for probably internal reasons of not feeling good enough and feeling inadequate or whatever it may be. But after that, I just started to realize, I was like, look, life's about the journey that you experience. Do you, do you enjoy yesterday? If you didn't enjoy yesterday or the day before that or the day before that, it was filled with misery, suffering, internal turmoil instead of joy, bliss, and happiness, something's not right in your life and you need to fix that. And so it kind of gave me this more work-life perspective. And that's something I even now help with my clients and stuff. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, a business is cool, but like what's eight figures in your bank account going to matter on your deathbed if you didn't live your life and go have experiences? And so don't get so fixated on your business. We have to create that freedom in your life so that you can go travel with your family. You can take days off and enjoy life. Yeah, and there's a whole other side to that uh, in terms of burnout, you know, those people that mm-hmm. get oh, so yeah. stuck in in success and, and wanting more, 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 but mm-hmm. what they don't realise is they're not actually in their life living it. They're off somewhere mm-hmm. else in a whole other dimension that yep. they're not being their best selves. 
Yeah. And we, we don't want to live. That's not a life to live really, is it? Yeah. No, definitely not. And it's like, yeah, burnout's just simply not listening to your body. Like that's all it really is. Like your body will give you signs. You should not be working. You're just fidgeting too much. It's like, you've been at a computer for six hours, but you ignore it. You get, you do worse posture, just power through whatever it is. And so, yeah, I just hate the hustle, hustle culture. And I used to be number one prospect of the hustle culture, but it's like, no, it's such a backwards way of living. Thank you so much, Adam. I <laughs> couldn't agree with you more on that one. Mm-hmm. I absolutely cannot stand hustle culture. And anybody who comes at me with that, I'm like, goodbye. Uh, yep. No, nah, you know, do not care. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I'm also about, you know, doing things um, at the right time as well. Like yeah. I, I like to think that there's a divine timing in the universe and everything happens mm-hmm. as it should, when it should. Even mm-hmm. things like getting stabbed. Yeah, it's all part of my journey that I was supposed to be on. Exactly. And people might be listening to this going, yep, she's lost it. But <laughs> no, even, I believe it. But even the bad things or what we perceive to be bad things mm-hmm. all have a purpose. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's so great to see someone like you, uh, as young as you were, to come through this. Um, mm-hmm. And, sorry, and as young as you still are, by the way, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. to, to come through this and have such a transformation and be so successful and to take others on the journey as well. So you've really taken that pain and turned it into purpose and mm-hmm. you've, you've battled those inner demons um, mm-hmm. and you've turned your body around so that it is strong and fit. And, and like you say, you've got a godlike energy now that you didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I guess in some regard, you know, well, like we were saying before, it's almost like a blessing. Yeah, no. And so like, to your point, you said it's all just perception, something you perceive as bad. Mm. Yeah, when it happened to me, I thought it was the worst thing ever. But it's like, look at me now, like this enables me to serve more people. People hear my story, they feel inspired, they come to me. And so to, that event allows me to change lives on the scale that I'm doing. So like, like you said, everything does happen for a reason. You may not see that reason in the exact moment because you're so focused you're so seeing it from your perspective, but if you fly up 10,000 feet above a few years past, you start to see there's a reason, there's a lesson I was supposed to learn because of that. And so the wise people realize their lessons, but yeah. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. And, and we try not to repeat those. Um, mm-hmm. Now, Adam, if people want to find out more and get involved in your coaching, where can they go? Yeah. So two places, if you want to see what working with me looks like, or you want to speak to me or my team about it, you can go to superhumanceo.com or you can go to my Instagram. It's Adam Lucero, L-U-C-E-R-O, then the number one. So Adam Lucero one. Amazing. All right. I got the last big question for you, Adam. What's Mm -hmm. the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I want more parents to pursue their passions so that their children have the confidence to do the same. I'm so sick and tired of hearing parents tell their children, you should go to college. And even if you don't know what you need to do or want to do, go to college, figure it out, get a job that's safe. It's like, I had a job and it was the least fulfilled I've ever felt in my life. I felt like my soul was sucked out of my body. I hated who I was, how I felt. And I don't want any children to have to do that. I want them to, like, I think anyone can make money off their passion. And I think the world would be a better place. It'd be better coaches. It'd just be so much better for everyone. Oh, I could not agree more. Um, you know, and I didn't go to college either. Well, not, you know, university that we call it here, but, mm-hmm. um, 
simply because it's expensive and we mm-hmm. couldn't afford to go. Um, yeah. And I was able to then build a career that I wouldn't have done if I'd been sitting in classes years and years, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I am all about learning from life uh, rather yeah. than a university. I, I call life my Which, university. <laughs> yeah. And the funniest part is like their curriculums are always outdated because there's a I process know. to update them and stuff. I'm like, this is like so ridiculous. I know. I, was like, I learned more, so much more from buying a course and actually getting that real world experience of applying it than all these classes. Like, it's like, I probably only use like five to 10% of what I've learned in my entire career of school in my daily life. And not everyone's designed to to do that once they get mm-hmm. out of school. Um, they're really mm-hmm. not. Um, so yeah, do your thing. I'm I'm totally, totally with you on that one, Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and really I could sit and talk with you all day. I know we've only just touched the surface, but it has been amazing. Thank you so much for being a part of the ethical evolution. Well, I feel great. You having me on and I had a good time talking to you. Thanks for listening to the ethical evolution podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethical change agency com. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.